I'm Teffer. And I'm Bailey. Welcome to Yeah, the show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club and you're invited. Yeah! Yeah. We'd like to take the time to acknowledge that the studio where we record is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember when the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you to take some time today, and every day, to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on, and the indigenous communities of that area. So this week, uh, we are continuing our little food-themed June series with Bloom by Kevin Panetta and Savannah Ganeshow. Um, Bloom is a really sweet little graphic novel. Uh, it's, I think, I, I know we keep saying this, but I think this is the first like technically graphic novel that we've done on the show because we've done a few graphic works. We're getting back, we're getting more into doing graphic works. Um, mm-hmm. But this one is actually a novel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the story of Ari who works for his uh, family's bakery and uh, Hector who comes to work at the bakery and it's very cute and it's very food saturated uh and i i enjoyed this little book a lot it's very beautiful it's really the illustrations are super gorgeous yeah i really love the art style in this book Mm -hmm. um this is one of the like i am just starting to get into graphic novels a little bit my partner is very very into graphic novels it's they're not it's not a genre that i have like gravitated to towards I think that this is the second graphic novel I've ever read. There was one I read in a undergrad English class. Mm-hmm. And so this is like really like me just starting to foray into graphic novels. But I found this one very, very sweet and charming. And, and I do really like the the art style. Yeah, this is I have read a few graphic novels like I've read graphic novels in the past. Uh, reading mm-hmm. graphic novels is very different from my usual um, reading style, which is extremely fast and hyper focused, and the experience of reading a graphic novel for me is really different. But I enjoyed this a lot. Like it's different for me, and I follow the story differently. Uh, for example, I had to check everybody's names before because I like a lot of them did not get into my brain. Mm. But it's a different experience, and I found it much more relaxing. Like the pace. Like, I love reading to relax, but but something about the way this was paced, and this week is a week that I've, like, desperately needed rest and just not had it available to me. And reading Bloom just, like, gave me that place in my mind that felt restful, and that was really, really, really nice. I liked that a lot about it. It's soft. It's very soft, and it's very pretty. Yeah, absolutely. It's very, to use one of my favorite words, it's very cozy. Yeah. It, there is something I mean I think part of it is like at least for me like just the graphic novel format itself makes me like have to go at a slower pace because I also am somebody who just like races through books yeah um but you can't just like race through all the words in a graphic novel because you lose half of it so I I kept having to like 
finding myself having to be like, okay, like slow down, actually look at all of the pictures because that's part of the story, right? Um, yeah, but it is. It's very soft and and good. Um, I feel like also, so this this graphic novel is rendered. Um, entirely in blue tones basically Mm -hmm. which gives it this very sort of like dreamy soft like hazy summery feel to it I feel like yeah it's very much a summer reading it's a beach town it's a small bakery on a beach town in summer um Mm -hmm. it feels I'm not sure exactly where it's set I know it's like not too far from Baltimore it's like on the coast uh, the sort of yeah. like northeast coast of the U.S., I think. And I found the uh, the coastal scene and the little town incredibly nostalgic for me. Like for me, that was very summery because uh, growing up in Boston, what we would do in the summer is go to some of the little towns by the coast and like go to the beach and and grab some lunch and hang out so that was really really fun I also loved the way the way culture is built into it so people's Mm -hmm. uh, uh, nationalities are built into it so Ari's family is Greek and um, Hector's family is Hector is Samoan Hector's Mm -hmm. come to the um, to the town to pack up his grandmother's house and is also just kind of looking looking for stuff to do um, because he's alone there. I loved Ari's Greek family. Like there were just yeah the, the way it's the way it's written and it's very it was very relatable for me. The kind of level of Greekness in his family. Not that my family <laughs> is Greek, but like I feel like it was a, a similar level of culture to my family's level of like Italian Armenian culture, um, mm-hmm. and. Also, I have worked in a bakery before and um, well, I worked in a, as a baker in a cafe and the um, the details of working in the bakery are so beautiful. So like mm-hmm. I remember so a couple weeks ago when Tom was on the show and they reviewed the music of what happens by Bill Konigsberg, Tom said about that book, like I thought it was going to be a a cute queer romance that happened in a food truck and it turned out to be a lot more than that and I was reading this book and I was like okay this is it this is the cute queer romance that happens in a bakery like it's it's very (laughs) rooted in the bakery most of what happens Mm -hmm. happens in the bakery most of what happens happens while they are baking and we get recipes tucked in and we get like Mm -hmm. very very detailed um, looks at how you make various things that's very cool and I like that a lot and like even the first time we see Hector he bakes for himself just for the joy of baking for himself mm-hmm. and I love that it's so it's so rooted in a love of baking mm-hmm. yeah the way that the baking and the food is woven into it is great and I love Hector so much I feel like we will talk more about Hector yeah. but he is he is the sweetest of sweeties and also, like, yeah, the way that Hector just, like, bakes to, like, make himself feel better and, like, yeah. for the joy of it reminds me a lot of what I was like before I was chronically ill in rebaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's um, something, I mean, it, it's the way I bake uh, also. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, was, it is. Like, that's nice to see. Um, yeah, which mm-hmm. I think is the same way that you baked when, when you yeah. had the spoons for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still do sometimes, but not nearly as much as I used to. Yeah. One of the things while we're talking about baking, you're talking about how it's sort of woven in and and important scenes happen while baking. 
One of the things that I love that this book does visually is um, there are a few scenes throughout that are sort of intended to kind of convey relationships or relationships progressing that are just these like two page spread montages of like baking and there's flowers interspersed and they're really gorgeous. And one of the things that I love about that is Ari's parents get one of them as well. And it's very like cute and good. Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. The scene with with his parents and the filo dough is so beautiful. You get like such a window into their relationship. mm -hmm. And it made me think about how like we often talk about when we have YA books that portray like really like good or interesting family dynamics or parent relationships. This is like one of the only ones that I can think of that like portrays the parents as like a positive model of being in a relationship. Like like specifically does. Not necessarily like it's the only one that has parents who have a good relationship with each other. But I thought that that was like really interesting and I kind of liked that. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, I think we don't we don't start getting that developed until the Philodo montage, which is no. a little more than halfway through the book. And then and then we really do see his parents held up as an example of a good relationship and good parents. So like the mm-hmm. the way Arya's story goes in this book, which I think is very interesting actually. I really loved the way his story develops. At the beginning of the book, Arya is planning to move away and be in his band and like, you know, be a musician. And and we find out that he really wanted to go to school. His parents couldn't afford for him to go to school, so he's just looking for something to do. Um, but his sister has just gotten married and his parents need his help in the bakery. And so over the course of the story, we kind of get to see um, why Ari feels this way and like what he wants and like why it is that he wants to move away and be in a band. And um, and what I, I like about it, because it's a less like expected ending is that the, mm-hmm. the arc, the narrative arc, is actually that Ari kind of wants to move away and be in a band because he doesn't really know what else to do with himself. And he's yeah. feeling really down on himself and he feels like he can't do anything. And his band is a place where he feels accepted. But I also want to talk about Cam because Cam is a really important figure in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, seeing his parents just kind of get to him, right? His parents get to talk to him and say like, well... I mean, you used to be really happy baking and you used to love doing it. So what happened? Like, let's figure that out. Let's let's it doesn't seem like you love to do anything anymore. Yeah, um, I love that yeah. conversation with his parents. Yeah. I also love that it involves his father like getting up and making him like a frying pan pizza in the middle of the night. Yes. It's like, you need to eat. And it's just like so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a motel. Yeah. yeah on a hot plate. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, and that's just who his dad is. And and that's mm-hmm. wonderful. My my pipe, my father's father was a boulanger, a, a baker. There was something about, specifically a bread baker. So in France, you have pâtissière and you have boulanger. Um, and boulanger mm-hmm. is like bread and rolls and stuff. And pâtissier is like all the fancy shit. Um, so my pipe mm-hmm. was a boulanger. And he met my mime in the bakery. Um, she worked the counter. And he, he was a baker. And he was... 
always baking just constantly like all my memories of my pepe are either he's like tending to his garden and pruning his fruit trees or he's baking something and he never used a bowl he just mixed everything with one hand and threw the ingredients in with the other he was armenian he's about five feet tall uh and the way that ari's father uh baked and was always kind of moving around and baking really reminded me of my pepe um, and I mm. liked it. I, I'm just kind of putting that together now. I was like, what feels so homey about this? I think often in YA books, we get a little bit of that, like, leaning into the teen dissatisfaction of, like, my parents don't understand me. My family doesn't get me. Uh, mm-hmm. My friends do. And sometimes, you know, that that narrative is important because for a lot of kids, that is real. But it is very nice to have the story that goes the other way of he's kind mm-hmm. of trying that out but his friends aren't really very good for him uh in it mm-hmm. and and his yeah. parents are <laughs> yeah and it's like it's it's like he doesn't get himself and it's him sort of like figuring that out and mm-hmm. i i like that i mean i think we can talk about mental health with ari as well like i think i think ari oh, is very yeah. depressed and part of mm-hmm. this is about you know it's not named that way but i think part of this is about ari being depressed and dissatisfied and finding things that things and people that make him happy instead of just kind of mm-hmm. doing things yeah uh so do we want to talk about some of the secondary characters and some of the relationships dynamics and stuff because yes. i know you want to talk about cameron which i also want to talk about and i yeah. also want to talk about hector well we should definitely talk about hector because hector um yeah i like hector i like so you mentioned that hector is like a soft sweet caring person and that's true but the other mm-hmm. thing that I appreciate about Hector, apart from him being really hot, is he has boundaries right from the beginning mm-hmm. of the story. We see him as being a soft, sweet, caring person who has established some very healthy boundaries because he understands that as a soft, sweet, caring person, um, he can attract emotional vampires. And yeah. When Ari, who is depressed and a bit of an emotional vampire, um, starts to put that on Hector, Hector is very comfortable saying, okay, you're projecting onto me right now. I'm going to go. Let me know when you're done. (laughs) Um, Which is such good healthy relationship modeling yeah i i adore the way that hector models like healthy boundaries and also an ability to stand up for himself Mm -hmm. like he there's there's we're we're gonna talk about cameron in a minute but there's there's a few different scenes where cameron who's one of Ari's friends who's all who's just like very shitty um is like making fun of hector and like Ari and his friends kind of like act embarrassed about it and try and brush it off kind of Mm -hmm. but never actually like apologize yes and Hector like calls them out on it and does not let it just like get brushed off and it's I just I love it I I love how Hector like knows who he is and what he's worth and like is like a soft sweetheart but also doesn't let people treat him badly Mm -hmm. and we see that i mean in we see hector with his ex-boyfriend as well who's trying to he's trying to just like sneak back into hector's life (laughs) he's trying to just Mm kind of like do a like in-person dm slide into being together again and and hector's Hector's just like andrew i want to be friends with you but like no I broke up with you for a reason. Th- those reasons haven't changed. Like, mm-hmm. I, 
I'm not going to do this again. And in that scene, what I really love is that it doesn't become a really big thing. Like, mm-hmm. Andrew's just like, yeah, okay, I understand. Let's keep watching Gilmore Girls. Um, mm-hmm. And they do. Like, they do just, like, Andrew does accept that. So that's really nice to see. I think part of mm-hmm. it here, I there's a little bit of an age gap between the two. Like, Ari is just finishing high school, and, mm. and Hector has done his first year of uh, cooking school. And I think we also get the sense that Hector maybe has a little more life experience Mm -hmm. like we don't see Hector's parents and he is taking care of his grandma's house I sort of get the sense that Hector might be like the only adult in his life at this point yeah so he has this uh maturity that he's had to develop and what I I love that what happens is he is it's a weird term to use for people who are dating but like he's a good influence on Ari basically he models like you can be a kind person you can be a loving and giving person and not be a pushover Um, Mm -hmm. and that is such a valuable lesson yeah 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 Hector is just like he's he's so good um and he does really like he, he does yeah model those things really well and like helps airy to grow but like also like holds firm boundaries about how much he's able to do in that too which is yes. good yeah um side note i was just mentioning that hector is hot and he is but i want to give a shout out to savannah ganesho for how pretty she made airy like airy is very mm. very pretty i just i love the way his character is drawn i love the detail she puts into it there's a scene mm-hmm. where we see him like just from the back as he's getting into the shower and um there's like a little detail he just has two little moles on his back and like <laughs> and the way his hair is like kind of curly and fly away is really pretty it was just very like more than any of the other characters which i guess makes sense because he's the main character he felt very real to me the way mm-hmm. he was drawn and um and I like that she did not shy away from just making him very beautiful. Yeah, no, I really all of the character design is really lovely. Yeah. Um and he is he is a very like he's his his appearance suits his personality, which I like. Yeah. So okay, so yeah, let's talk about the foil, Cam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Cam is he's the lead singer in the band, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we get the sense that it's definitely like a, you know, a high school band. They're fine. They have fun together. But Cameron is the lead singer and he is, as we often see with lead singers in media, very overbearing. He kind of runs the show. And uh, Aerie just kind of follows whatever Cam says all the time and lets Cam put him down a lot Mm -hmm. and doesn't stick up for himself. I definitely read that relationship as Ari having kind of a crush on Cam and not wanting to like upset him I also read it absolutely as like hero worship but also with a side of crush yeah and this is why Ari like goes along with the shitty things that Cam does and also like is fine with Cam being shitty to him yeah so yeah Cam is a really good foil Mm-hmm. Also, the whole the dynamics of that whole friend group are very like interesting, and I think like interestingly looked at. Um, Abs- yeah, absolutely. Because you have Cam, um, and you have Cam's girlfriend, whose name I forgot, who's like 
Lauren does not play a very major role. Yeah, Lauren. And then you have the other two friends, Hannah and Jake. Mm -hmm. So you get the idea that they're better friends, but they also like, they're more willing to recognize Cameron's bullshit, but they aren't, they don't do that much about it. They kind of treat him to borrow a phrase from dear prudence as like the missing stare friend yeah and yeah it's just it's it's interesting dynamics yeah i'm i'm looking back at like the part where they figure out that cameron and lauren are dating so like the dynamic of that scene is really good so jake is like we need to do something about this this is gonna mess up the band and uh Mm. and hannah is like oh just leave everybody alone um it's you know Let's, she's, I mean, I feel like she's a Libra. And Aerie is just like, oh, no, they're not dating. Mm-mm. So I think the crush, yeah. theory, <laughs> crush theory is pretty confirmed there. So that's really good because, like, then as he starts to, like, Hector mm-hmm. and, and replace Cam and sort of see a different kind of guy, it becomes easier for him to just be like, well, maybe we don't really need Cam. But uh, mm-hmm. I think what's really interesting is then when Hector, when we have the, like, you know, the major conflict and Hector is gone for a little while, <laughs> that Aria's response is to go right back to Cam and mm-hmm. pay rent to sleep on Cam and Lauren's couch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he he clearly has like a little more self-actualization in the words of Lily Moskowitz. But he does do it. But he does it. But he does it. And I really believe in these two kids. I really believe in these mm-hmm. crazy kids. I also, there's one scene like, when he is in Baltimore living on Cam and Lauren's couch um, and he's not texting Hector because he's embarrassed, which is a, a, a sentiment I relate to strongly. Um, <laughs> he like runs into somebody that Hector ran into at the farmer's market or the carnival. And he's like, oh, hey, Chad. Uh, he's like, how, how do we know you? Uh, we met once. And he's like, oh, I'm Hector's friend. How's he doing? And Chad's like, I don't know. We don't really know each other that well. Just just text him. <laughs> yeah, that seems very good. That's like that's so relatable, right? It's like, well, I don't want to text you, but like I want to know how you're doing, but like without communicating with you. Oh, uh, yeah. Poor little Larry. But he figures it out. With He does figure it with out. With help from his parents and late night motel frying pan pizza. I want to circle back to that because, like, one of the things I also like about this book is it provides, like, I like it when we get a broad, different range of possible narratives in YA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like we have a lot of the books that's, like, empowering kids to, like, not stick with the family business if that is not their passion. Yeah. Um, like, that's a trope that we see a lot. But I like that this book gives us, like, well, actually it's possible that it is also your passion and that is like not betraying anything like that is also fine yeah well and i think we see a dynamic develop with the bakery where hector is a really good baker and this is something we see with family businesses right like sometimes you have the family business and you love it and you want to run it but you're the heir to the family business isn't a baker and Mm -hmm. (laughs) in those cases it is okay to hire someone with the skill and the passion to do the baking at your family bakery and like teach them the the recipes and we see this dynamic develop where Aries kind of working front of house and Hector's working in the kitchen and that works very very well which is you know I think Aries was getting really down on himself because he is not as skilled and natural a baker as Hector is and he was getting frustrated that he couldn't keep up with it 
And so it kind of gives mm-hmm. him a new way to look at the family business, where it's, yeah. you don't have to be your dad. You can run the business in a different way. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way exactly, but I do, I really like that. Yeah, it's like seeing there's different possibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good little book. It's a very cute little book. Yeah, it's, um, I read it and I was very satisfied. There's also Sourdough Starter plays a big role in it. So you know that that's like important mm-hmm. to me because I love Sourdough Starter. Even though I can't eat gluten yes. right now, I still have my Sourdough Starter. Um, and I still <laughs> like make sourdough for people just because I love to. And mm-hmm. uh, I read it and then I was like, I'm so happy that we are doing this food theme June. And, like, this book really encapsulates for me why I am so happy that we're doing this. Because it's just sweet and light and makes you feel good and is really pretty and just feels like a break. I don't know. I know that's what I need this year. I feel like that's what a lot of people need this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I yeah. Hi- highly, highly recommend. Highly recommend this one. And I'm excited to mm-hmm. read more graphic novels. Me too. Yeah. Um, I know, like, we, when it was just the two of us, we didn't really get into them because, as, as stated before, neither of us really <laughs> a big graphic novel reader. But Eunice and Caddy are both more into them and have been encouraging it more. And I think we're going to do it more. And that makes me really happy mm-hmm. because I'm really enjoying learning this new format. The other thing I want to give a shout out to is that um, they're really good at uh, makeout scenes. The makeout scenes are really hot um, and very well done. And it's so different in a graphic novel than it is in a, in a text mm-hmm. novel because, like, when people are kissing, you just have images. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different experience, but it's really, really lovely. Um, yeah. I also really love how just, like, now it's all the, like, little bits and pieces I haven't said yet. I love that Aries family embraces Hector right away. Like, yeah. we see Aries' dad kind of joke, like, all right, hire somebody and you can quit. Um, and then go through a day of interviews and his dad is just, like, crying, laughing at the end of it. And you kind of get the sense that, like, they're not going to hire somebody. But when Hector shows up and is good and is great, yeah, they hire him and they embrace him immediately and he's part of the team immediately. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really, really lovely. Uh, and also, I mean, being gay is not a thing. Like, yeah, like there's never a coming out moment. It just is kind of mm-hmm. accepted that this is who Ari is. Yeah, I like I, I appreciate that about it for sure. Yeah, I really just you talking about Hector being sort of how he's just accepted into the into the sort of the environment at the bakery really made me think about the other thing that I love about this is I feel like you just get like in a different way than you get it from a print novel I feel like I get the feeling of each of these characters and like what they're like and like how they take up space in a room Mm -hmm. like so much better Mm -hmm. like I feel like it's like very well conveyed which is really cool yes Um, absolutely there's a there's such a warmth like I, I know exactly like what like Hector's banter with Aries' dad would sound like kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah, it's just very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like also Aries is a very nonverbal communicator. Mm-hmm. Like Aries communicates with a lot of body language and a lot of gestures. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not a big talker. He doesn't talk much. And it's that, that can be communicated in a quieter way 
then it's communicated yeah. written and that's really lovely I love there's a scene where the scene where Ari texts Hector for the first time mm-hmm. is really really nice so he's like texting friends looking for someone to chat with and then he texts he like goes and looks up Hector's number and texts him and we just get like first of all the scene is beautifully uh, drawn the way his face is lit up by the phone and everything around him is dark is really really beautiful and we just get mm-hmm. his face we just we see him just smile just a little bit texting with Hector and it's like it's beautiful yeah it's super lovely yeah I think I think I'm converted I think I want a lot more YA graphic novels Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are lots out there, so we're gonna have to put them into our into our rotation more. Absolutely. All right. Well, this is a short one, but you know what? We're both sleepy. Mm-hmm. We both had big days. Yeah, we both had big days. It was a short book. It was a short book. It's a really lovely book. I highly, highly recommend getting it because you know what? You might as well because it's gonna take you three hours to read. Mm-hmm. I mean. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I read really fast. I'm never good at estimating how long it takes other people to read things. But it is a... It's very cozy to read. Yeah. Just, like, make yourself some iced tea. Get yourself some, like, several loaves of bread. (laughs) Go, like, sit in a park or something. Yeah. Yeah. By a pool. By the beach. Wherever you are. And read this book. It's called Bloom by Kevin Panetta and Savannah Ganesho. And I am sorry if I pronounced her last name wrong because I didn't look it up. So I pronounced it the French way. (laughs) Fair. Thanks for listening to Yeah. If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at yapodcast and individually at tepperbear and at thebalesasaurus. If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can get all kinds of great perks, including early access to bonus content, shoutouts, guest appearances, and more. Head to patreon.com slash yapodcast to donate. Shout out to our patrons Catherine Reshi, Kat McGuire, Lizzie Tenhove, Chantal Thomas, Maddie Dever, Megan Jane, Emily Patton, and Emmett Cameron. Thank you all so much. We have merch. Hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get some from the fine folks over at Public. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, subscribing on Spotify, and by sharing this episode with a friend. Maybe a friend who just needs a little brain break. Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp. This episode was produced by me, Tefra Jemian, and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Upford Network. You can find out all the great shows. You can find out about all the great... You can, you can, you can learn about the shows on our network. There's a lot of them at UpfordNetwork.com. Bye! Bye! Hello, my name is Stefan, and please join me every week for my podcast, Some Good Friends, a show where I talk to some good friends of mine. Previous guests have included a Reiki healer, the heir to the Redenbacher popcorn throne, the person definitely not responsible for the murder hornet outbreak, and Jack Nicholson. Comes out Mondays, early in the morning. Check it out, and you might laugh. 
Dungeons. Dragons. Canada. The Multiverse Theory. Corgis. Queer representation. Reconciliation. Angels. Demons. Squirrels. Moose. Moose and squirrels. Sorcerers. Dinosaurs. Forests. Giants. Rogues. Warlocks. Plains. Sewers. Lavender. Natural Toonie. A Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Right here on the Upford Network. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!